fucking six hours i ate about 10 pounds of halal food not your food scott halal but well, like kind of is my food right what's your the my my, my people's your people's yeah. your your people at ibby's falafel i do like ibby's a lot ibby's is pretty good they, they treated us well there's a uh, like a brett and sean feud going there with uh ibby's and mamoon mamoon yeah, yeah. i think i mean i like them both you know well, i like brett i like both brett and sean but i'm a sean guy so yeah. who's the, so who's who's what who's who? Ibby's is Brett. I- Ibby's is Brett. Ibby's- good, <laughs> good. Too high on their horse though. The the workhorse. You think no. that you think you think are you saying that Ibby's falafel is a mark for themselves? Ibby's falafel is a mark. <laughs> Probably has a mark on staff as well. I like Moon's better, but I think that's because they're nicer. That's her. And the Hoboken location, I can't speak for all the other. Okay, well, if it's nicer, that's probably Brett. Is Brett really nicer, though? He's Canadian. So he's nicer to your face. Yeah, but he's Brett. He's really full of stuff, too. He's, well, he's... Sean's not nice. We know that. Sean Michaels is not a nice guy. <laughs> black people on Twitter once. But Sean's nice now. Loves mm. black people. <laughs> this, is a, this is a report from... My NXT. favorite fucking story. NXT. Wildest fucking leaked... Story. Yep. This is, it's like, to me, it's this uh-huh. followed very closely by Sasha and Bailey laying on the floor of the locker room <laughs> complaining at WrestleMania because the specificity of it means that somebody came in with details. Yeah. And I don't know, it, it's got kind of Ralph Wiggum energy. You know what I mean? I saw the principal and the teacher in the closet making babies, and I saw one of the babies, and the baby looked at me. Like, just so much weird detail that doesn't... So... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this. I got I to read this. From Fightful. Fightful. Okay. SRS. SRS. Sean Jim Ross Sack. <laughs> oh, SR. Sean Michaels was in a heated debate at NXT TakeOver in your house ahead of the show. Michaels was discussing this current social climate with another producer, Brian James. Wait, it doesn't say Brian James. No, I'm saying Brian James because there's no other producer really outside of Hunter, Brian, Sean. I think that's about it. Anyways. Regal? Could be Regal? Regal loves black people. I think. You're thinking of Blackpool. He was friends with Booker T. <laughs> he, was, he was in the King's Court. That's right. There you go. Uh, when said producer mentioned that everyone already gets treated the same, this did not sit well with Michael, <laughs> we're told. We're told? Oh my god! This did not sit well with Michaels, we're told, who broke down systematic prejudice <laughs> and inequality to the persona. To the. I don't know what the persona means. In a very heated discussion. That's nuts. Nuts. Shawn Michaels watched the 13th documentary on Netflix. And talked about the incarceration rate 
of uh, young black men in the United States. This is... <laughs> he was almost on a team with Ahmed Johnson, so... This, and Ahmed Johnson we could talk about later, but this... There are very few things in wrestling that did not happen more than this. You know, I think it happened. You think it happened? Sean Ross Sapp does not lie. Didn't he also break the story about Sasha Bailey laying on the floor complaining? They did! Did they? No one really refuted it. I think they did. <laughs> and honestly, I think Sasha did. And Bailey's like, all right, I guess I'll follow suit. Well, let me just say, I would also complain about my booking if I were Sasha or Bailey. But what I love about this Shawn Michaels story yes. is that it starts, we start in media res. Shawn Michaels is already discussing issues of racial justice at work. That's how we open the story. Yeah. We're at TakeOver. Johnny Gargano is out there mm -hmm. wrestling his little heart out. Yep. Against, uh, was it Keith Lee? In your yeah. house chair. Yes, well, yeah, because he tried to escape. He tried to, like, run up and get in the little house, and Keith Lee followed him uh, out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, Johnny Gargano, Keith Lee. Sean's beloved son, is out there <laughs> wrestling his heart. Uh-huh. Uh, Johnny Gargano, the, uh, the Cameron Cade of the professional wrestling world, is that Johnny wishes. <laughs> He's no Cameron. Johnny's stepson. Um, <laughs> Johnny's stepson is Imagine out there. Imagine a stepson porn video with Johnny and Rebecca. Fucking <laughs> Christ. No? Here's what, here's what I want to know. And this, this, this goes to your point. It's, it's takeover. Matches are happening. Sean yes. needs to be producing and doing his job. Presumably. It's Johnny's match, right? You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, yeah, we know we've seen Johnny Gargano matches. We know Sean is producing them. We've seen we've seen those kicks. We've heard them thigh slaps. What is? Here's what I want to know. Let's say this story is real, which I suspect is real. Who goes to work and says, "You know what, guys? These fucking black people. They always complain about being treated differently, but like they get treated just the same as as we do." Who does that at work? Who does it? By the way, you're NXT. You've got like a shit ton of, you know, your roster's very diverse. Yes. Do you do that to your, at your job? Or are you just like talk about your very unpopular popular, uh, um, political and social beliefs? I, I don't. Why not? Well, because... You know uh, how Shawn Michaels will help you. That's right. <laughs> the fucking heavens open up. Shawn Michaels comes down on his WrestleMania 12 okay. zipline with a PowerPoint about racial injustice. You think Shawn took out his iPhone 12 and showed it to Billy Gunn? Or, pro dog, sorry. I don't want to soldier the name of the dad of Austin Colton. But yeah. You think he just like brought up like a bunch of like docs on YouTube and was like, Hey, Brian. It's like... Go over there for the next two hours and just watch these and come back to me. First of all, but I, I am positive that Shawn Michaels has nothing more advanced than a flip phone. No. Shawn Michaels got that flip phone energy. If you block me on Twitter, he has an sure. iPhone 6. Are you sure about that? I feel like Shawn Michaels has Motorola Razor energy. I don't know. And a holster. Listen, I think we've been wrong about Shawn for a long time. Shawn Michaels, yeah, we're thinking of Shawn Michaels as kind of a Luddite, very conservative. Mm -hmm. In fact... He's a futurist and very progressive. I don't want to say that because he did go to the same church uh, uh, who's like minister. I was going to say prime minister. Who's <laughs> like reverend or pastor. I don't know anything about the church. Sorry. Uh, it was John Hagee. John Hagee. Noted bigot. Big Republican conservative guy. 
says some crazy shit about people who are not white or straight. So I don't want to say he's progressive, but maybe, you know what? I take that back. Take that back. Because that was from his DVD, Heartbreaking Triumph, from like 2008, So you think he's grown since I think then. he's grown. I think maybe... Maybe it was Cameron Cade. Maybe it was Cameron Cade. Maybe Cameron Cade went to college. He's college age, right? That's a lot of K's in there. Cameron K College. <laughs> um, maybe. Maybe Sean, you know, maybe was never racist. Maybe we're just assuming the worst because he's from the South. And we're, we're these Yankees. Damn Yankees. Is that a movie? It's a band. Damn Yankees? Yeah. Huh. Supergroup. I think the Bobby Fish song is, 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 is uh, performed by Dan Valentine's. This episode's about absolutely nothing, by the way. We're like we got a topic. It's not this topic though. Bobby Fish, yeah, having a fish as his logo is the funniest fucking thing. That's great. His Titantron or, or his Tonytron, if we want to call it that. That's awesome. Tonytron. The, the Tonytron is just a the Contron. The Contron. Yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't trademark that, he's fucking up. Tony. Tony, trademark it. Cuz, hey, cuz. So, that's all I have to say. Come on, he knows. So Bobby Fish's Contron is literally just a fish. Yeah. Well, he listen. In his defense, he just debuted. But if it stays a fish the entire time, I'm okay with that. And he's got like a fish on his tights, but he's not like a fish man. He's not. No, like a, he's he's not. not like he's not like a shape of water. No. I've seen that movie. This is where the lady fucks the fish. You don't see it, but it's a, it's implied. Yeah, yeah. They don't. Impl- I mean, they tell you it happened. Like they they like somebody asks her like. What's his fish dick like? And she like shows you with her hand. She can't talk, right? She can't talk, right? But she's like she like kind of shadow puppets like a fish wiener, and she's like, yeah, that's how it happens. Has wrestling ever had a deaf character? A deaf character. I mean, EC3 was a mute, but that's not because he was actually mute. <laughs> EC3, when they just n- never let him talk. Yeah, he was a mute. In the storyline, well, was Kane. Yeah, but King could talk. Well, with the... With the ah, you remember WWF, WWF Warzone? The game? Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, that was the first time you heard Kane's voice. Yeah. And you would, like, go on the select screen and he'd be like, Behold the fury of Kane. Why did they drop that? Because Why did they thought he could cut a promo regularly? He's smart. People say he's smart all the time. Yeah, he's well. He's a he's a he's a political a that political. Doesn't mean, mean you're smart. Though. No, as, as evidenced by anybody who runs for political office. Yeah. Uh, so Shawn Michaels loves black people. <laughs> loves them. Bobby Fish is apparently a fan of fish, um, but that's not what we're talking about here today. No, no, we're talking about here today. Um, we're talking about. I, I have no idea what the episode. I'm thinking. You know what? Here's an episode title for you. Okay. Almost got him. Almost got him. Do you remember that episode of the Batman animated series? You want to help me with the, what the episode was? So it's like... <laughs> I've uh, seen the show. Yeah, it's a good show. You mean Batman, though. We established. I'm not a big Batman guy. I do like the Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. I like Kevin Conroy a lot. I like his his Batman. Like yeah. I like the Mark Hamill Joker, too. I understand. It's a good show. But there's an episode called Almost Gotten, where a bunch of villains are like hanging out together... And they each take turns telling the story of the time they almost got Batman. Episode. This is a classic episode. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know the name of the episode, but yeah. Almost got him. Yeah. So, that's a good episode. 
title, right? Because yeah. we're we're talking about people who almost made it. Sure. People who were very clearly on track to make it, to be big, big stars, to win yes. the big title, and then for whatever reason, nothing. I didn't want to. I didn't want to interject, but. Can I put a caveat here or a modifier? Absolutely. Narrow the focus. What if they... Mm, are we including people who did get the title but still nothing happened with them? Because then if we do that, it does... Well, that's a different thing. That's, that's a different thing. Okay. That's like lame champions. <laughs> I was going to say, Jinder Mahal. We were talking about that the other day. The other day? Where Jinder Mahal, they put the belt on him specifically to tour India. Yep. And they were gonna the I think the tour was in like late November, right? Something like that, yeah. They took the title off him in mid November and put it on AJ Styles. Yep. They toured India without Jinder Mahal as champion, and his big match at the big show was losing a singles match to a semi retired Triple H. That's what but that's what Paul does. Paul's a big fan of coming out of retirement <laughs> and squashing the uh, hot new thing. Well, as the hot thing. As Jinder would probably say, I don't need to work with you, you need to work with me. That's what Jinder would say. <laughs> uh, Jinder. They hindered him. So no, we're not going to do people who become champion, people who were on track to become champion and then just didn't really... Come to fruition for whatever reason. Through hook or by crook, whether their fault or somebody else's, there are definitely people who show up mm-hmm. and who the office is clearly behind. And they're like, they think this guy's going to be a huge deal. Yep. And they throw all their weight behind it. And then maybe they lose interest. Maybe the person flames out. But there are a number of examples throughout history of this happening. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily want to talk about stuff like Magnum TA, right? Because that's not that necessarily that interesting a story. Like brothers in a car wreck. Yeah. Now he can't. He can't. He can't walk. So he can't wrestle. So, well, I guess that answers the question. There you go. But I think it's more interesting to look at people who were kind of handpicked. Yeah. The office saw it. Sometimes the fans saw it. Mm-hmm. Like this is a guy who's going to be a guy. I guess this is a guy, lowercase g, who's going to be a guy, capital G. You know what I mean? And then, for whatever reason, the wheels fall off. And sometimes it's the performer who's not ready to be in that position. Sometimes it's the office just losing interest. Mm -hmm. The template for that would be if he never returned to the company, uh, Drew McIntyre. Exactly. Drew McIntyre is a very clear example because he was identified on screen by Vince McMahon as... The Chosen One. Like, that was good. Vince McMahon came out on television, like, put his fucking meaty arm around a baby-faced Orlando Bloom-looking Drew McIntyre <gasps> and said, This handsome elf man is going to be a future WWE champion. And he wasn't ready. No, no. I mean, no. he was fine. They pushed him. They, they pushed him. He beat, uh, he beat Joe Mo. Be John Morrison sure. for the for the IC title. He was uh, on the surviving. He's one of the last few survivors on a Survivor Series team. That that 2009 year, I guess it was. Then by 2010, he's lost the IC title. The singles pushes over. He's tagging with Cody Rhodes briefly, dashing Cody Rhodes. Was he dashing at the time? He was dashing. Okay. Uh, this was during the period that Cody Rhodes was just like tag team hopping. 
because right after that he was he grew the mustache and was with yeah. uh, with Damian Sandow. Road Scholars. Yeah, Team Road Scholars. Yeah, they love you. They love team. saying Team Team PCB. Oh, Paige Charlotte Beckett. Yeah. What were they called before that? The Submission Sorority. Which apparently Ooh, uh, is a, a mama. channel in Pornhub probably at this point. <laughs> uh, they love teams. But no, so Drew is the perfect example. But he did come back and he did become champion. Yeah. So we're looking at Drew types. Drew but, types, right. Yeah. And if you look at, you know, post-mortem, let's pretend that Drew never came back. Like the last we saw Drew was uh, Impact in like 2015 or whatever. Right, so what's the postmortem on Drew? What happened? If he, we're assuming that he went to Impact. No, no, I'm saying I'm saying Drew never had his big return run and had okay. his redemption redemption arc and fulfilled the sure. prophecy and whatever. So what's the postmortem on on Drew? So He's, where did where did we go wrong with Drew, or where did Drew go wrong himself? Well, I think they went wrong off the jump. I don't think it's a great idea to introduce a character. No one knows. There's no buzz through FCW about Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre. So you introduce this character, pop and circumstance. At, to my knowledge, that has never happened before. And it hasn't happened since. No, even Roman Reigns, even The Rock, Yeah. who clearly, I mean, if you look at Rocky Maivia, right, that character, when the character comes out and Jim Ross is screaming, mm. that's him right there! That's the blue chipper right there! Like, yeah. that's Vince McMahon screaming in his ear, this guy, we want sure. big plans for this guy, we want this guy. Yeah. And same thing with Rowan. Make Roman look strong the whole nine yards, right? But Drew, it's the only time I can think of that Vince McMahon himself yeah. appeared on screen, pointed to a guy, and said, this guy. What was your reaction when you saw that? I was, like, I was kind of flabbergasted. Because it hadn't happened before then. It hasn't happened since. And for a guy who at the time was like, okay, he's got potential. It's the Arrested Development thing. Him? Him? And that's how it felt for me. It's like, I don't... There's nothing visually stunning about the guy. So it wasn't like a Brock Lesnar type of deal. He's not a great promo. He is okay now, but he didn't jump off the screen with with his mic skills. So I'm just like, all right. I think it's it's worth noting historically, their batting average is terrible, right? With introduction of stars and them getting over. And I, I think back to Eric Escobar. Yeah. Right. And he gets this push with like Vicky, and you're supposed to care about him. It lasts because, like two weeks. Yeah. And there's so many of these. Like Cesaro is another example of like he shows up in a backstage segment with like Oksana, and. This is the era of that, though, right? We're talking about 2008, 2009, 2010, where they're from all these, like, FCW guys. Xavier Woods showed up that way. Xavier where, Woods was, like, with, like, R-Truth or Brodus Clay or yeah, something. He was, like, R-Truth showed up. A big and, show was involved in this. And he was, like, a, he was, like, this is my friend, Xavier Woods. Yeah, and it's, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> so, I think the introduction for a Drew McIntyre was, it didn't do him any, any favors, there was enough in the line of, like, nameless, faceless creator-wrestler guys, which he was, by the way. He was tall, long hair. He, I just described everybody on that roster. So there's that. Another point I want to bring up, and I want to hear what you think, is he's positioned as a, a heel, right? What else is happening in summer 2009? Strange Society. Okay. Right? You've got the Jeff Hardy, CM Punk feud. Yeah. Punk's this hot heel. Mm-hmm. He's relatively new. 
He's only been on the roster for like a couple years. And the point of this is Drew as a heel, as compared to the other heels that are around, you've got Punk, Batista was a heel prior to leaving. That's a, that's my favorite Batista run. Yeah. And so Vince is, is you know, introducing him in this way. He's a heel, but he's not that, again, larger in life or creative heel. He's just a guy. And so I think he's run, like, he's a fine wrestler. His matches weren't bad or anything. It's just, from the from the get-go, it was bad. Like Karen Cross. It's a weird, yes, we'll talk about Karen Cross in a second. But, I mean, even if I grant Vince McMahon mm-hmm. this idea that he saw through time, laid eyes on that smooth little seal man that was 2009 Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. and saw... 2020 Drew McIntyre, where he's got 50 pounds of muscle, this fucking beard that's thick enough to stop a bullet, yep. and chest hair that's also thick enough to stop a bullet, mm-hmm. and can talk, and can somehow move faster than he did in 2009, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he's 50 pounds heavier. Like, if Vince saw that guy, like, looked at baby, little baby Drew mm-hmm. and saw grown-ass 2020 Drew McIntyre, sure. the guy who's going to convincingly beat Brock Lesnar in five minutes at WrestleMania, if he saw that guy, good for him. Show your fucking work. But no, Vince doesn't see the future like that. To, to, no. to counter your, your point that I know you were not really making, it was, this guy's tall, he's got a good look. Mm-hmm. And he can work fine enough. You know, I'm going to put my stamp of approval on him. And it just, how does that land for us? I think it puts into words what we would assume about somebody who's going to be overpushed. Yeah. I guess that's an interesting idea to, like, harness the overpushing pushback and utilize it for heel heat. But you mentioned Vince seeing what somebody could be, not what they are. And that put me in mind of a certain Lex Luger. So, we want a new Hogan. <laughs> Already we're fucked up. <laughs> we're starting at negative five. Well, we, we want a Hogan that uh, maybe doesn't have all the problems that Hulk Hogan has. Right? I don't know what you're talking about. So, Luger, if you're just kind of looking at this on paper, mm-hmm. Luger could theoretically tick those boxes that Hogan ticks, right? Oh. He looks better. He's more muscular. He's he, younger. He's younger, by a couple of years probably. Sure. He is a human color, usually. <laughs> uh, His he, hair? He's got hair? He's got hair. He doesn't have the promo, necessarily, although... <laughs> Lex Luger as a heel promo in, like, 95 WCW is fucking hysterical. When does he try to take off his shirt and it just doesn't go <laughs> doesn't go his way? That's, like, 2001. Great. Your t-shirts are too tight, too, Billy! So, Luger gets handpicked in the same way, and they just sort of say, you're going to be the next Hogan. They put him in the star-spangled underwear. They build him up as the guy to beat Yokozuna. Now, Yoko had been a top heel since 93 because he beat Bret Hart at WrestleMania 
won the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and beat Bret Hart at WrestleMania. Now Hulk Hogan appears from the Great Orange Void to squash Yokozuna after that, but then at King of the Ring, Yokozuna beats Hogan back, takes the title back, and then it's a stretch from there until Mania when they can't seem to decide whether it's going to be Bret Hart or Lex Luger who knocks off Yoko and, you know, is the the new big babyface champion. Now, the problem with this is that they go really whole hog with Lex. Mm-hmm. They, they put him in the fucking bus. They get the song for him, the music video. He's got the star-spangled trunks. But here's the thing. I don't know if you know this about American history. We were not at war with Japan in 1994. We could try to be, though. <laughs> we, I, also, you're not Japanese. Also, not, not a Japanese I think man. that's a bigger issue, but, you know, whatever. They're trying to do the, the fucking Sergeant Slaughter is an Iraqi sympathizer thing from a couple years before that, but, like, we are not at war with Japan. No. There's nothing we did, there. We did bomb them. We did bomb them, but... Badly. Before Lex Luger was born. <laughs> like, it yeah, was not yeah. a thing. So, we got Lex Luger... Trying to ride a wave of non-existent patriotism. Sure. Specifically xenophobia. Yes. Into this confrontation with Big Yoko. He's not even a face. He's a heel for the first part of the year. He's the narcissist. Yes. Right? And then, all of a sudden, Yokozuna challenges all the baby faces in the WWE and, like, some football players for some reason to try to body slam him on the USS Intrepid. (laughs) Okay? A literal battleship. Nobody can do it. Crush can't do it. Crush! Jim Duggan can't do it. There's no one more American than... Hacksaw can't do it. Hacksaw can't hack. So, a fucking helicopter descends from the sky. Lex Luger's in it for some reason, and now is very patriotic for some reason. He comes out, slams Yoko, question mark. It was not a good slam. It's like a whack-ass hip toss, honestly. Mm -hmm. But in doing so, he gets himself a title shot against Yokozuna. All right? They're building to this. Lex is the big, big hero challenging Yoko. This is SummerSlam, by the way. 93. And the SummerSlam main event is... Yoko in here? Yes, but do you know how it ends? Uh, refresh my memory. Lex wins by countout. Does not win the title, but the streamers come down. The balloons, the fireworks, all the baby faces come out and lift Lex on their shoulders. And Vince is fucking losing on commentary talking about how, Oh, Lex Luger defeated the Yokozuna! And it's like, well, I, technically, sure, but he did not win the belt. So, I mean, at that point, Lex is dead in the water because he had his big shot. They were building up to it. Mm-hmm. Lex absolutely could have had a six-month run off that, but they just didn't. I guess they were sick of it, or sick of him, and they were just like, nah, I guess we're not gonna. So the previous six months are all a fever dream. Forget that shit. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have Lex Luger fail on the grandest stage we have other than WrestleMania, and then celebrate about it. And all of the other baby faces are gonna look like dumb motherfucking assholes also for coming out and congratulating him for failing. And that's it for Lex. He's toast. He's dead in the water. The amount of, like... The pattern that I that I've noticed, just hearing you speak about this like Fluger push, yeah, I feel like it happens so often, and 
in Vince's WWE where like yeah, you know, he said like the last six months were a fever. Yes. It's just like that happens all the fucking time. Like the Kofi run. Like yes. he wins the belt, it's a huge deal. He actually wins. Yes. And then he loses it and then like it, it never happened. It only it <laughs> happens when we need to reference it like once a year. They I mean when they need a title challenge when they're yeah. like, well, actually Kofi Kingston was champion. Yeah. Like this happened against was it against Drew? Or no, Bobby Lashley. Bobby, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's they're like, Oh well Kofi Kingston's a former champion and he got fucking murdered by Bobby. So I don't that's a that's a different tangent, but I think we're, we'll learn that the problems that exist today have, have always, always existed. existed. Yes. Yeah, and that's sad. That it's never really improved. I think the thing is, Vince is, is too old and tired to do jazz hands anymore. Mm-hmm. He can't stick the landing and be like, aha! <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> you see him, you see just an old man flailing around, and you're like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of looks like an old man flailing around. But, you know, if he, at the end of it, like, winks, you're like, maybe it was on purpose? Yeah. But that, that ship has sailed. Um, Bobby Lashley... Bobby Lashley, if he didn't come back. There's another... Yeah. He was pushed as, like, a huge deal. Black Lesnar. Black Lesnar, yeah. They tried to recreate Brock a number of times. I mean, Brock is this done correctly, right? You yes. have somebody who shows up, and he's an absolute freak, and everybody can tell yes. that there's no denying this dude, mm-hmm. and so you ride it. I mean, the original concept we were talking about with this was the next big thing, yeah. right? Like, guys who obviously... The office liked yes. and wanted to be the guy, but didn't. And right, then, but Brock does. I mean, Brock he leaves, does. but for a couple of years, that's exactly what you wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Brock did what you needed him to do. He got the responses you needed him to get. Yep. You booked him right. He lived up to his end of it. He performed, overperformed. Brock became an elite performer in like two years. And between 2002 and 2004... Only two years in the main roster, cemented himself to such a degree that people still gave a shit when he came back ten years later. Mm -hmm. To be honest, he's still coasting on that now. He doesn't do a lot. No, but he also doesn't need to do a lot. He doesn't need to do a lot, but that's the Brock Lesnar narrative, right? Yeah. But my point is that it was so successful, the self-evidence of Brock Lesnar being this singular creation has essentially fueled his whole career. But not everybody's a Brock Lesnar. I think there's another conversation, another episode about there's something to wrestlers who have short runs that are hot the entire time rather than your Randy Orton's who Mm -hmm. are around for 20 years. And John Cena's gone now, but like Cena was there consistently for what, 14, 15 years? And, you know, you think of The Rock, you think of Austin, you think of Brock, you think of Goldberg. These guys are only around, what, two to four years, really? And then they're gone, and, and they're still... There's a scarcity to it. I mean, yeah. even The Undertaker, who's been around forever, yeah. toward the end, was only around once a year. And maybe, These people I mean, have to feel special. Yeah, and there's something to be said about, like, well, in terms of, like, Vince's WWE... Of like, we don't need a main character for 16 years. We need interesting characters that, you know, they serve their purpose. 
they're booked well, they perform well, and then you can sort of, you know, transition them to a slightly different role, and you bring them back from, from you know, uh, from time to time, and they mean more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a different episode uh, we could probably get into, but you know, for every Brock Lesnar, you know, who gets over so quickly, and and succeeds, right? He, he does well. There's a Mason uh, Ryan. No, I mean, Mason Ryan was never anywhere near the title, but Ryback was. Yes. Uh, Ryan Reeves, Skip Sheffield. The Silverback. The Vanilla Gorilla. Steroid guy. The big guy. The big guy. He has a a, a food line, right? <laughs> I don't know. Supplements? So Ryback. Mm-hmm. What went wrong? He caught fire. This is so weird because they are so, they're so resistant usually to doing this. Mm-hmm. When somebody catches fire, usually their first, their first instinct is to like throw water on them. Yes. But Ryback caught fire and they were like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see yeah. how far we can ride this. Yeah. But they knew the plan was Cena and Rock. And they knew to get there, they had to have Cena, they had to have Rock and Punk. Yeah. So CM Punk's in the middle of his 400 day run, but Ryback is hot, hot, hot. Mm-hmm. People are into it. They're, ch- they're chanting the feed me more. They're sure. moving the merch. People are chanting, Ryback is hot, right? He saves Mick Foley yeah. from Punk. So so they're like, fuck it. They put him in a Hell in a Cell match with Punk. Yes. He loses because of Brad Maddox's shady refereeing. Yes. So Ryback. Yes. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Was he, ready for, the, was he ready for the spot? No. I'm... Well, first this, of all... Well, this is my point, though. Is that Brock Lesnar, by the time he won the title, was kind of ready for the spot. Ryback, we'll never know. I mean, I don't think he was ready for the spot, and I don't think they were ready for him to have the spot. Yeah. Because we've talked about this in the WWE booking episode. They love booking matches they shouldn't book. Yes. So, if Ryback is hot, and you want to use him at some point. You want him to be something. And pretty much all he has going for him is the undefeated streak. And a chant. And a chant. But the chant is based on the undefeated streak. Sure. Like, nobody wants to chant it if he's just like a hungry fella. So why do you beat him? Why did you put yourself in a position where you had to beat him? It's not like they have a ranking system. Mm-hmm. It's not like in, in AEW, they had Miro go on an undefeated tear for like six months. Mm-hmm. He had the best record for a while, but he was TNT champion. So you don't ask the question, why isn't he challenging Kenny Omega? Yeah. And then you don't have to book Miro versus Kenny Omega, and then you don't have to make Miro lose because you're not ready to take the title off Kenny Omega. AEW also doesn't resort to count-outs, DQs, these non-finishes to get out of matches. Usually. It's such a weird thing. The match didn't have to happen. It didn't need to be for the title. How about that? You can do the match and just... Punk refuses to put the title on the line. Ryback wins, I guess. You don't have to do Hell in a Cell. And then you build to a title match. And then maybe loses then. But not on the first go. That, I mean, neither of these are ideal. They shot their wad. Yeah. Right? Like, you told... 
how long do you, how long do we think the Ryback run was? Six months. Uh. Well, I I the the from the the debut of the Ryback yeah. Goldberg knockoff character uh-huh. to the catastrophic Hell in a Cell match, because after that it's all downhill, right? He's just a guy. Yeah. And to the point that a lot of times these guys stick around too. Yeah. Because by the end, Ryback, who was at one point beating like three guys at a time, mm-hmm. is losing clean to Kalisto in like pay-per-view opening matches mm-hmm. for, uh. the, for the U.S. title or IC title, whatever. You could have stretched that out for a fucking year and a half. All you had to do was get to the other side of WrestleMania. Dude, are we forgetting probably the most obvious point here? There are two world champions. Yes. What are we doing putting him, if you want him to stay hot and maybe even experiment with the title uh, on him? Because that's what they would do with the, uh, the essentially the IC title, which is the, 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 the WHC. Yeah. Uh, okay, Regal. If that's what you wanted to do, you could have done all of that on, I guess, SmackDown was the other show? Well, at that point, they were doing the Raw Super Show, right? Yeah, but you still have, world, it's still have two titles, right? So, again... There's a way to do this yes. where Punk isn't, his reign isn't um, in jeopardy, which it never really was. And you keep Ryback relatively hot. And maybe he wins the title. And maybe he gets really over. That didn't happen. And then they turn him heel. And then he feuds with Cena. I don't think he beats Cena. He like loses to fucking Mark Henry at Mania. He drops him. What the hell? <laughs> Mark Henry just falls on top of him. Jesus. Which, fuck it, I love Mark Henry, so I was very happy. Sure. But, like, man. Part of my language. Was anyone erect for that match? Like, who thought Ryback and Mark Henry was a match? Ryback was not erect for that match. He fell down. Jesus. And then, uh, they, so they turn him. Then he ends up in uh, a heel position against Punk. He's tagging with Curse Axel. He's in, not a stable, but a stable with Heyman. Oh, that shitty Hell in a Cell match they had. Yep, and then they they, they then change him, like because the knock the whole time has been that he's a he's a rip off Goldberg, right? Yes. And essentially, what you can point to is he's not a rip off Goldberg. He's wearing Rob Van Dam gear. Yep. So for the last couple of months, they just straight up put him in Goldberg gear. Uh, yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> which did him zero favors. Yeah. So, and then eventually he just kind of disappears. Uh, he's still on TV. He gets the IC belt. Like he's he's like relatively pushed, but it's not. It's where Drew was before he left. Like, not well. Drew was a real comedy guy. Ryback wasn't a comedy guy necessarily. It was an unintentional comedy guy. It was like yeah. a sort of point and laugh. Yeah. How the mighty have fallen, kind of way. So, there's a Ryback. I think we're done with the Ryback story because I, I think, think we're done with the Ryback story. Unless he's on Twitter, posting <laughs> polls about whether or not he should come back. And people are just telling him to retire. It's kind of, I mean, I would feel bad for him, but he's Ryback and he, uh, he kind of sucks. Man, my favorite Ryback story is uh, Dolph Ziggler mm-hmm. and Daniel Bryan taking him to Panera. I know this And having panic attacks. Yes. Because he only likes to eat at Subway because he buys like five pounds of turkey and just like eats the fucking turkey by the handful. And they're like, we're sick of going to Subway. We're taking to Panera. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what to order at Panera. I don't, I've never been to Panera. I don't know what to order at Panera. And they're like, 
just go up and look at the menu and fucking order something. And he comes back to the table with like 20 steak salads because he... <laughs> remember, remember when he talked about the secret? Yeah. On live national yeah. TV? <laughs> oh my God. Also, things worth noting, Ryback not really helped by being put in these multi-man matches where he was against the Shield. Yeah. Where he had to lose. Right? So we're... We didn't talk about this, but he loses to Punk. They have a rematch with Cena the next month, which is Survivor Series. That's when the Shield shows up, and they're hot. They did a great job with the Shield. The Shield kicked the shit out of him so many times. Yeah. We talked about the death blow for Ryback being that Hell in a Cell. I think, honestly... The death blow for Ryback was the shield kicking the shit out of him, like, on the weekly. Yeah. Those guys just beat the sh- the dog shit out of Ryback. And who's in the shield? Roman Reigns. Yeah. So I think uh, that, I think what you've heard about Vince and shiny toys. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He saw Roman and lost interest in, in Ryback. So, right, so Ryback, we did that. We did Luger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. I have one in mind. What do you have in mind? We're doing strictly WWE because I mean that. No, it doesn't have to be strictly okay. WWE. But here's one that is kind of a group, kind of not. I want to talk about the Nexus because the Nexus as a group was over like Rover for those couple of months. And Wade Barrett mm-hmm. as the leader of the Nexus. Surefire future of world champion. I was booking him in fantasy dream matches for mania for years to come. And the whole Nexus gets their kneecaps cut out. SummerSlam. SummerSlam 2010. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's let's be fair. Mm-hmm. Every everyone can get over. Most people can get over with good booking and some protection and but there are, Good dance partners, right? But there are critical moments. Yes. There are critical moments, like we talked about with Lex Luger. If he had beat Yoko, one, two, three, you could have gotten six months out of a Lex Luger title run. Yep. And he would have. It wouldn't have been weird. It would have. Lex Luger does not does not sound out of place as a former WWE champion. No. Right. He's a Hall of Fame guy all around. There's nothing to say that Lex Luger would not have had a decent six-month run. It couldn't, sure. couldn't have been worse than like the Warriors run, right? Sure. No worse than Diesel. Right. So, in his like Cosby sweaters. There's what? Diesel like doing those interviews as WWF champion. He's like, in sweaters? Yeah. Why, Kev? <laughs> You're your big sex. You wear FUBU. What are you doing? Big cozy. So, Luger makes sense. Ryback probably in retrospect would have dropped the ball at some point, but at the time it didn't seem like it seemed like he was on a tear, right? Wade Barrett went from surefire future world champion mm-hmm. because they did not strike when that iron was hot. They crippled the whole angle, killed the whole angle, mm-hmm. and they severely damaged Wade Barrett's credibility. Yes, all of that is true. This company, this fucking company, you had the Nexus. You had the new Nexus. The core. You had the core. The Apple. And then Retribution, like, ten years later. <laughs> but, like, they Pause. love watering down things. Pause one second. Sorry. 
I would have been so on board with Retribution if it turned out that Wade Barrett was the Oh, my God, wait. Wade had returned to NXT by that point. Yes! I thought it was really fucking weird that they let you know before Raw started, oh, my God, there's a new invading faction coming. Yes. Watch tonight. Yes. Like, what the hell? That's... And the reason the Nexus worked, by the way, to tie it in, was you didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's a Raw main event with Punk and Cena. NXT had, I guess, had just finished the season. Yep. And... Game show NXT. Yeah. So there was nothing to go off of other than, okay, Wade Barrett won, Daniel Bryan was first eliminated, whatever. And it was unexpected. It was a great angle. Looked brutal for what it was. They didn't do things like this. All the time. They tore up the ring. Yes, the group the group was over, okay? Yes. And they they, they destroyed Legends for, for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. They put Vince in a coma or something. I think that's what that was. They had they had fucking Justin Gabriel over as a monster with that four fifty splash. Yeah. He was putting people in the hospital with the four fifty splash. He almost killed Ricky Steamboat. So never seen him again. Alright, get a SummerSlam. And they for some reason Bret Hart's in this match. What the, the fuck? Didn't Bret Hart replace Kali? Yes. Or somebody replaced Kali. I mean, Brian's in the match, so... Oh, Brian replaces not really The Miz. Because Miz is not in the match either. He was gonna... Who wanted to be in the match, I think. Anyways. Why is Bret Hart in this match? It's WWE All-Stars, John Cena. Suck my dick. Bret Hart. The great Kali. Uh-huh. Daniel Bryan has had zero WWE matches. Kali's not actually in the match, though. No, he was He was supposed to. Yeah. Um, Bryan's a surprise. John Morrison and R-Truth. You're missing a couple people. Uh, Edge and Jericho. Edge and Jericho, that's right. Yeah. Edge, by the way, I love in that match, immediately tags in, shoves the referee, gets disqualified, and walks out. Edge forever. <laughs> Heel logic. <laughs> um, so, all right, they have this match. He did, right? Mm-hmm. And then... The spot that everyone fucking remembers. Cena gets a DDT outside <laughs> yep. on the cement. No sells it. Yep. Comes back. <laughs> Comes back. And, you know, a couple months later, match is over. Cena wins. LOL. Yep. And the Nexus is dead in the water. Basically. So they try. Like, you know, they always try, like, to rehab these guys. But it didn't take. Well, the, where they go from there is the whole weird John Cena has to join the Nexus angle. And then he's like fucking the Phantom of the Opera sneaking around the arena and beating up all the Nexus guys. Uh-huh. And we see like his sneakers, like the camera falls over, we see his sneakers walk into frame. It's Some, fucking weird. Somehow, somehow, I can't believe I'm saying this, that is still better TV than what they produce today. <laughs> well, sure. Can I tell you the highlight of the of the Nexus angle for tell me? me? It's the Cena, the Cena free or fired match, right? Uh-huh. Where... It's Wade Barrett versus Randy Orton for okay. the world title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cena's a special guest referee. Yeah. And if Wade Barrett doesn't win, then he's fired for some reason. Sure. For some reason, Wade Barrett has the authority to fire John Cena. Sure. That's how that works. So Randy Orton beats Wade Barrett. Yeah. I understand if you don't want Wade Barrett to beat John Cena. Why can't Wade Barrett beat Randy Orton? I can't give you an answer. So <laughs> Randy... Pins Wade Barrett, uh-huh. and Matt Stryker goes, Cena's free! And Michael Cole goes, Cena's fired. 
right. So that's your favorite moment. My favorite moment, which is related to that storyline, is... Juan Cena? No. Fuck. When there's a segment where Cena's like leaving the building, mm-hmm. and there's a, there's a scene with him and Randy, and they give each other a hug. <laughs> yeah, yes! And then like, that's it, and like Cena goes off in the sunset. For zero weeks. Yeah, of course. But like, it's supposed to be this big deal because like these are like lifetime rivals. They've been two thousand nine. Come right. the pay per view graphics, and I remember thinking at the time like, oh shit, <laughs> like they got me. I was like, this is this is cool. I'm into this. And, and then, then he shows he's up back next week. Yeah, uh, which brilliantly is brought up, you know, a couple months later when Punk takes over the Nexus. Yep, he builds the new Nexus, and he's like. <laughs> Cena, you never fucking left. <laughs> so, yeah, Nexus dead in the water. Wade Barrett sticks around for a couple more years. It, to the point where he's... They put him in a fucking crown. He's the king of the ring. Yeah. He's in the League of Nations taking a pin in every fucking match. He's injury, Not injury prone necessarily, but he, he gets injured like twice at relatively pivotal moments and where they're trying to reheat him, but he gets injured. They... She was fucking on live TV. Listen, how fucking good would it be if Retribution was destroying, destroying... No one's ever said, yo, you know what would be good? Retribution, dot, 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 dot. Retribution was destroying Raw in in the fucking COVID era, right? Yeah. Whatever. And as as they're doing that, over the PA system you hear... I'm afraid I've got some bad news. You know what? I'm going to top you on that one. Yeah. I'm going to maybe add on top. How about we have Retribution run roughshod? Because mm-hmm. they debut right around SummerSlam before, I think. All right. So they hijack SummerSlam uh, to end the show. Like, you know, the, the, all the LED screens, right? Like, yeah. their whole thing is that they hack. Right. So, like, fucking because hack. Because they Ali, right? Yeah. Because he's IT, he's brown. Um, so, whatever. Like, the SummerSlam ends in a hot angle, presumably, where they hack the screens, they hit the ring, they kill everybody. Raw is kind of the same deal. And they go to Wednesday, is NXT, and they do the same thing there. They, they you know, uh, hijack the show. And Barrett's already there. And you haven't seen Wade Barrett wrestle in four years, three years, whatever it's been. And he, like, is gonna, you know, stick up for NXT. Takes, starts taking the ready, jacket off. Then he's in retribution. And that's he, your mouthpiece. He takes the he takes the jacket off, but what's this? An armband? With an R? With a flag? <laughs> yeah, so... I'm afraid he's got some bad news. And, I mean, as silly as retribution was, it's like, you could have made it a good storyline. Like, I guess. Well, first of all, you probably should have had to give them something to get retribution for it. They never quite made it. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can if Barrett was involved. There's a way to, you know, intertwine like his run and him coming back and right. You can he kinda, came back for retribution. Right. So how many times did you know Raven have a flock or a nest or sure a various like some guys do that you know uh, so it would make sense for Wade Barrett. He was at his best as the leader of a group, so sure. he should have fucking. I mean, Wade Barrett's probably still more over than most of the guys they have right I mean, now. If he showed up on Raw on, like, Monday, I say it's Monday, uh, he'd, he'd get a good reaction. Anyways, so, 
Bear stays around. Icy level. Asks for his release in 2017, I think. 2018. And he's gone. He doesn't... He is, I don't think he's really wrestled since then. He's no. not acting and things like that. But that was for sure a guy who had decent in-ring. Should have been. Should have been. For sure. Um, I got one. You got one? I got, I got one more, too. So you go first. Kennedy. Kennedy! Kennedy. Was over like Rover! I was not watching at this time... And I am not a fan of King Kennedy. I also don't like his political beliefs. But everyone tells me it was over. Said it was the new Steve Austin. Well, I don't know about that. He can talk. He's like The Rock. I mean, he can talk. I was He's like a, Eli Drake. I don't really fuck with him. I love Eli Drake. Listen, I saw Ken Kennedy at uh, some fucking indie show. Sure. At a high school gym. And he had the whole fucking place in the palm of his hand. I also, I don't know if you know this story, but... I met yeah, Ken yeah. Kennedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I told him, well, maybe the listeners don't know the fucking tell story. Tell him. Tell him. So I met Ken Kennedy. Soldier boy, tell him. <laughs> I met Ken Kennedy at this uh, uh, at this event, mm-hmm. right? And I like shook his hand, and I'm like, this is really cool. This is almost as cool as the time I met LaParka. And Yikes. And he just like, he was smiling, and then just like his face fell. And he's like, that's fucked up. Why would you say that to me? <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? He 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 had his redemption in TNA. Aces and Ace, baby. Disappointing world champion in TNA. Dude. I don't think he was that great. In ring, no. I didn't think his promos were that exciting, quite frank, quite frankly. His in ring was fine. His promos were good. The look was good for the time. At this point, like that, tat- that back tattoo, though, huh? That pink skin. He was pinkish. Definitely a pinkish hue. Yikes. Um, what fucked him up? Well, what fucked him up was, apparently, didn't he drop Randy Orton? Alright, so, he won injury-prone, allegedly. Injury-prone, steroid-prone. Well, that, and then he said no one did steroids, and like he got caught up in but, and he was, the, fart, the scandal. And he was penciled in to be... The McBastard. Yeah. Didn't he beat Taker or something? Didn't he not beat Taker who was in a program with Undertaker? He has something I, with Taker. Him and MVP Ugh. tagged against the Brothers of Destruction. I remember that. What's annoying about that is that that would have happened like 2007, mm-hmm. which is way too late to be having a Brothers of Destruction <laughs> matches. Uh, so... All right, injury We still got to watch that match from Saudi, man. No, we don't. <laughs> yes, we really we do. don't. It was like two years ago today or something. Uh, no, we really don't. Listen, Trust you me. didn't get me anything for my birthday. We should watch that match. Go fuck yourself. Uh, so, um, injury prone Randy, steroids. Fucks up the big storyline. Yeah, he does. It's supposed to be the big storyline of the summer, right? The bastard son of Vince McMahon, and allegedly it was supposed to be Kennedy. Kennedy. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So in storyline, he would have been part of the McMahon-Helmsley regime. Yes, the McMahon-Helmsley dynasty. Um, Tess, that's another one. Sorry. Um, <laughs> he was never really that close, though. He could have been, but he he never recovered well, after he got cucked. By yeah, he ran H. into the wall, man, known as Paul Levesque. Paul um, the Wall. Hey, Paul Wall. Is that a rapper? Yeah, maybe. He, he is. He's a song with Brooke Hogan. The Wall, brother. Um, so... Kennedy screws himself up 
He gets injured as well. He comes back. I remember this night. In that weird, like, multi-man NBA jersey match. Do you remember, remember what that is? No. Oh, my God. Basically, there's this huge issue between the NBA and I think the WWE. Like, it had to do with the arenas. Okay. Anyways. So, so some, the heels some, some were, the ba- were the heel basketball team. And then the baby faces were like the baby face basketball team. So this is some some classic Vince McMahon petty. Yes. Okay. One thousand percent. Kennedy had been gone because he was injured. Returns that night, and then that's when he drops Randy, on like his the back of his neck or whatever it is, wherever it is I should I should say, and he like gets fired like the next week. That's it. That's that's his that's his return. One night I believe, and then he's gone. So he he fucked up twice. I mean, two times yes. at minimum, right? Mm-hmm. So one is the McBastard storyline. Yes. That's a big one. The other one is he wins Money in the Bank. He does, doesn't he? Kennedy wins the Money in the Bank, tears his whatever sure. during the match. Mm-hmm. Edge immediately beats him for the briefcase and then uses the briefcase to defeat The Undertaker and win the world title. So... By all accounts, Kennedy was a hair's breadth away because there's nothing in that booking that suggests that it had to be Edge to beat The Undertaker there. Presumably, that would have been Kennedy. Mm -hmm. That would have been Kennedy to win the world title and get a WrestleMania world title match with The Undertaker. So, he won the Money in the Bank, Mm -hmm. okay? Then on April 30th, Raw of that year, says that he would be cashing it in at Mania. Mania 24, okay? A month later, May 7th, he loses his briefcase to Edge. He gets hit by a monitor or something. He gets an injury with his right triceps, okay? The muscle tears off the bone, and he would be out for five to seven months, okay? However, the injury was not as serious as they thought initially, and he would be back... Not in seven months. Okay. So they, he ends up losing the money in the bank briefcase because they thought he was injured. He wasn't that injured. And then he, you know, Edge wins the briefcase. And there Gets the world title right out of it. Yeah. Poor, I mean, I feel bad for him in, in, that, in that respect. But, you know, was he ready for the spot? I think we should be asking that question all the time. Is, was, were they ready for this spot? I think Kennedy was relatively ready. For the time period, sure. For the time period for one of two world titles? Sure. I think Ryback, I think what we didn't really talk about was like, when this is happening, right? What's the era that we're in? Ryback as world champion in 2012. I don't know about that one. (laughs) Right? Ryback as world champion in 2005? Okay. But the style of wrestling is changing. What the audience... Yeah, because tastes are changing. Who's coming up in 2012, right? I mean, yeah, the Shield. Yeah, and with it, the whole the whole stylistic shift, sort of spearheaded by Punk and Brian. Yeah. So Ryback is kind of an anachronism, a dinosaur, if you will. So yeah, I think Kennedy would not have stuck out like a sore thumb. There were still a lot of guys mm-hmm. who were working that sort of WWE, WWE, call it OVW, style. Yeah, yeah. OVW style. Sure. A lot of guys the. A lot of a lot of Jindrak still in the mix. 
but not the not the only not the not the OG ginger egg. That's the one no. that I want. Um, I think you mean Marco Corleone. That's what I meant. I'm a Mar- more of a Sean O'Hara guy, but okay. Sean Tonbaum. I always liked uh, above average Mike Sanders. As long as you're not a fan of Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> Um, do you mean do you mean custom Chucky e. P? What a weird character <laughs> gimmick he has. The choppers and shit. Work is that cool to anybody? Undertaker. Again, is that cool to anybody? <laughs> Undertaker loves two things: bikes and blue lives. Speechless. <laughs> Speechless. I got one more guy. Yep. Summer, nineteen ninety six. Why do all these happen in summer? Because that's when they experiment. Yeah, I guess because they're not close to WrestleMania, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, literally all of these are summer. <laughs> so, summer, 1996. The man they call... The Mastodon. Say his name. Big... Vinvader. Big Vinvader. Big Vinvader. Uh, dad to... Um... Ethan Supley. Yep, on Boy Meets World. Yep. Yeah. play. Frankie Flex. <laughs> uh, Frankie Stacchino Sr. So in storyline, is Vader's last name Stacchino? <laughs> but yeah, so Vader. Vader. What happened? So, well, uh, to, I mean, the short answer, yeah. and to bookend this, is Shawn Michaels. But Vader is a guy who's a very successful former world champion. Yep. In New Japan, in WCW. In both cases, slaughtered their top champions. Yep. Goes to Japan, fucking crushes Inoki. Goes to WCW, murders Sting. Comes to WWE, can't beat Sean. In this case, I don't think it's anything that Vader did wrong. But I think the political atmosphere was wrong. Sean wasn't ready to lose the title. No. Vader was supposed to have the spot that Sid got. Mm-hmm. Which is to say that Sean loses the title to a monster heel. Yep. They get the big rematch in San Antonio in Sean's hometown crowd, and Sean gets the feel-good win back. Yep. But he wasn't he didn't want to lose to Vader. Yeah. Um, because apparently Vader played too rough. If you hear if you story about how he made Vader cry. Yes. Sean, <laughs> you know I love Sean Michaels. We love Sean in this house. Sean's kind of a little bitch. Especially in 1996. Yeah. Yes, in 1996 we were at the height of Sean Michaels being a little bitch. It's crazy when you're like eight years old in 96 and you know nothing and you just watch the TV and you're like, for me at least, Sean Michaels is the fucking best, dude. He's so cool. <laughs> uh, I felt so much sympathy when uh, Jose got hit by the camera or whatever. Yeah, Sid crushed Jose with yeah. the fucking yelp. And then you just learn, like, no, this guy's a complete asshole and a nightmare to be around. It's, it's wild. If I had the internet back then. Uh, but no, so... So, Vader. Mm-hmm. Great track record. Yes. A lot of buzz, I'm sure. Been a monster champion, very successful everywhere he's been. But he ends up in a company where there's Sean. Uh, National Hall left by now. Would have left. Match the B ninety six, so like Yes, so they had just left. Okay, so whatever. So Sean So Sean is feeling isolated. Yeah. He is Hunter, mm-hmm. but Hunter's not 
anything yet. He's just there. And Vince, Sean has Vince's ear. What is Vader has Mick Foley's ear? Quite literally. Does Brett fall into this anywhere? Because Brett's still there, right? 96. So this is Brett. Uh, Brett was gone for like six months after Mania. Lonesome Dove. Lonesome Dove. <laughs> Filming the Lonesome Dove TV what if, series. What if he came back and they rebranded him as like, Cowboy Bret Hart? Well, yeah, Root. but like the Lonesome Dove Bret Hart. <laughs> Rootin' tootin' Bret Hart. <laughs> hey, listen, Calgary is the uh, is the Texas of Canada. That's what they say. Did you say cowl? Like Calgary? Calgary. Cowboylgary. Calgary. Best cowboy in wrestling. Kingman. Let's go. Hell yes. Yeah. Certainly the best one's still still going. Yeah, I think so. so I think he's the only one still going. On the national level, for sure, yeah. So, Brett's gone, I guess, during this run. Yeah, yeah, Sean is in the spotlight fucking dying. Um, Allegedly, I guess he was not the biggest draw draw in the, in the world. Well, he's not drawing the way they want to, and he's not handling the pressure well, and he's fucking cracking up. Yeah. And I'm sure he's threatened by Vader, who's an established guy mm-hmm. who's been used very successfully in other promotions. Mm-hmm. And I think this manifests in Sean essentially pitching a fit and being like, I'm not going to lose to Vader. So Sean does not like to lose. Instead of, the heartbreak kid lays down for absolutely nobody. That's a direct quote. Yeah. Yeah. My Sean sounds a lot like my Hunter, doesn't it? No... No, a little bit, but like no. The game, uh, you get to the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Vader, by all rights, should have beat, should have beat Sean at WrestleMania. Yeah. Right, no, at uh, SummerSlam, right? We can agree. Yes, of course. I try to watch that on on Scramble Vision, and then in the nineties. It's fuck. It's fucking brutal. The match gets restarted like three times. There's like two DQs, like a fucking a DQ and a countout, and then mm. another. Jim Cornette's there. He hits Sean with a tennis racket. They throw the match out. They restart it. Sean, one of the most infamous botches, he goes for the big elbow drop. Vader's supposed to move, and Vader doesn't move. So Sean, like, course corrects in midair, lands on his feet, and goes, move! And stomps on Vader. (laughs) It's fucking brutal. Oh, my God. So, SummerSlam winds up being a fucking abortion of a match. Just hideous... And then Sean wins with a moonsault. You know all those times Sean... <laughs> yeah, and, and, and WWF added to the game. <laughs> oh my god. A standing moonsault. It's brutal. And it contributes to Sean's, I think, downfall a couple months later. Because when it's time for Sid to challenge him, people are like, Fuck yeah, Sid! Like, Sid is over huge yeah. as a babyface when, uh, when he beats Sean. Yeah. Sid's a world champion. That's crazy to me. Sid is a world champion uh, twice in WWE. and Twice? Is it twice? It's definitely once. It's at least once. I don't remember being twice, but maybe, maybe you're right. No, because he beat Sean. Yes. He beat and then Taker? He beat Sean, and then Sean won it back, and then later on Sid beat Brett to lose it to Taker at Mania 13. Uh, Titan Psycho said. Yep. And I actually spelled Psycho correctly. <laughs> and it corrected me. There's no P! I believe if you check the records, you will find that uh, Psycho Sid Vicious Justice is a two-time WWF champion. He is a two-time WWF champion. Probably with a combined date of like 30 days. <laughs> Probably. 
I mean, he did win it twice, trying to figure out who he beat. But anyways. He beat Sean the first time and Brett the second time. Okay. It's like we said. Woof. 2012. Brock he, Sampson. He looks worse now. Yikes. Brock Sampson. He'll be 61 next month. Wow. Good for you, Sid. Looks good for 61, uh, even though that's like 10 years ago. <laughs> 50. Sid. Uh, well, Vader. Okay, so... Like, Vader, his his situation is fucking catastrophic, too, because after that, it's all downhill. He's, at one point, blubbering on screen about being a fat piece of shit. Yeah, I've seen that. That's bad. It's really bad. That's bad. Didn't he, like, he did a comeback in, like, oh four, oh six, maybe oh five, okay. where he came back for Taboo Tuesday and teamed up with Goldust to fight Batista and fell off the ring apron, Arn oh. Anderson style. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's dead now. Fuck. <laughs> Picture of his wiener leaks before he died. Did it? Yeah. Why did you see it? I didn't see it. It, it was the, the news broke that Vader had like had his nudes stolen. <laughs> he has a, he had an OnlyFans. This was right around the time that, uh... The Osprey stuff? No, that Seth's nudes got leaked. Ugh. Have you, you saw Seth? No. I... I didn't, yeah. but I would like to. Alright, well, fucking wait until... Because I, I just, No. We're doing it. <laughs> We're doing <laughs> it even here. Um, I just want to know if he's packing. <laughs> Good for Becky. I don't care about Becky. Uh... I want to know for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want the answer... To the uh, decades-long question, how big is... Batista's dick? Yeah, both sets. Tyler's dick. Well, I think the next episode title should be The Great Dicks of Wrestling. Because not only can we talk about Shawn Michaels, we can talk about Alex Wright. Why? Is he a big dick? Alex Wright? Is he a, does he have a big dick or is he a big dick? Alex Wright apparently is a nice guy, but a huge old donger. Good for him. Just like... Monster hog. Apparently Finn Balor has a big dick. He told me this. Well, you can see it. I'm so sick of this. You can't see it. <laughs> you can see. It's no bigger or smaller than anybody else's dick. <laughs> Apparently. To... Do you think that was, that's why Punk has long boys now? Was it hide his dick a little bit? It's not, it's not as, like, focused on? Could be. Um, supposedly, Too Cold Scorpio. Uh... Just like monster hog. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, it's big rounds of dinner plate. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm not surprised at all by that. He looks like a guy who would have a big dick. And I don't mean that because he's black. It's actually in his face. People who, <laughs> people who have... He's got a big dick face? Yeah. Everything on his face is big. Big eyes. It's like droopy face. He's got a big penis. <laughs> Roman Reigns walks like he has a big dick. I don't think he has a big dick. Respectfully, Roman. Joe. You, you think he's a big dick? I, have, I don't know. I've never I, th- about. I think Roman has like a average size penis. Pure say, I know. But, uh, what are Moxley's packing? What do you think? Maybe he's just really good at it. That's what I would suspect. I don't know, I don't know about his, his, his size, but I think it, the intensity is there. Yeah. 
I think he's got uh, <laughs> go-get-him attitude. Sure, sure. Not afraid to bleed. Well, okay. according to his book, he's uh, an incredibly powerful sexual sexual entity. I believe that. I believe that, too. You buy the book? You have the book? I haven't bought it yet. I, uh, I have it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to read it. I'm off tomorrow, so I'm probably ready tomorrow. Uh, I'm excited. I sent you the excerpt, right, of uh, his theory about WWE imploding. Yeah, that Vince is trying to kill it. I don't believe. I don't. I, I kind of believe him. Mm-hmm. All the other. All the, all the, I don't know that Vince is explicitly trying to do that, but no. I think subconsciously. I think he's making decisions where he's. If anything, he's gonna leave it in such a bad condition that no one can really run it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure people will try, but yeah, I think that's what's happening. Um, I'm trying to think. If there's one more because I think this is an episode we can get back to. Because oh we, yeah, we didn't I, touch I, mean, on I mean, there were a couple more uh, that happened in quick succession: Ezekiel Jackson and Vladimir Kozlov. Yeah, mind. Kozlov, Zeke. Kozlov came in at like super hot uh, within a couple months, is challenging Triple H yeah. and Edge for the world title, and then never sniffs it again. Within a year, he's like tagging with Santino. So a couple of guys we didn't talk about, including those guys. We'll save for another episode. Yeah, honorable mention. Yeah, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Karen Cross. Mm-hmm. Nakamura. Fuck yeah! Nakamura's a big one. Nakamura. Bobby Roode. Basically anyone from NXT. Well, all the former NXT champions, Yeah, Samoa right? Joe. Samoa Joe, huge. Um, Despite the fact that he got a world title run, Braun Strowman, who should have been ten times bigger than he was. They waited two years too late. They, gave, they put the title on him with no audience. Right? Yeah, at Mania. Against Goldberg. Against Goldberg. Because he's supposed to be Roman. Understood. Rusev. Rusev, yep. He got the title, but Ambrose. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really count, but Ambrose should have been way bigger than he actually was. And, um... Damien Sandow. Sandow's a big one. Yeah. You know who's a big one? Carlito. Carlito got a monster push out the gate. He got to beat Cena. Chris Masters. Chris Masters. Yep. MVP. I mean, he was pretty over at some point and didn't. Never got the world title. Shelton. I know he wasn't pushed as like the next big thing, but like, the guy's talented. Miz. I know that we're getting into weird because he's sure. two-time world champion at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but he. Morrison. Yes. Miz got to be world champion at a very weird time way like nowhere near his peak Miz peaked in like what 2015 2016 the talking smack era when he's like world class IC champion like he peaks at that era I want to say it's like 2015 2016 because that's when he had that feud with Dolph okay maybe even into 2017 I want to say 20 because Brian's already retired at that point and Brian retires in 2016. So, let's say it's 2016. Sure. Um, Miz is super hot at that point, but he doesn't sniff the title anywhere near then. He's barely even on TV. But in, like, <laughs> fucking 2010, when he's nowhere near ready, he's yeah. a world champion having a main event WrestleMania match with John Cena. And then he gets another, like, 20-minute world title reign last year yeah. to transition between... Drew and Bobby Lashley. Wild. You know who should have been? Tensai. <laughs> they bring back Matt Bloom with this idea 
He's the big star, obviously. And then they put him in a fucking shredder mask. Whatever they they fucked up with him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's about it. Frost and Keith Lee are the you know the big they're, ones. They're, they're the freshest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially Keith Lee. Um, Ooh, can I can I say someone that does not fit this at all? But what? Why not? Adam Cole. Okay, yeah. Is if he went? If he went, yeah, he would be, he would be number one. Yeah. On the list of. Uh, like I know you're not the biggest uh, Cole fan, but like, in terms of like crowd support, and like showing that he can get over, mm-hmm. and then not get over, mm-hmm. he would have been the guy. Here's one for you, and it probably should be the last yeah. one. Adrian Neville, do you remember that pop when that match he had against Rollins? I don't actually. Which match is this? He had a, a world title match against Seth Rollins in like 2015. Okay. Shortly after his call up. And he cradled Rollins um, for like a 2.99999. Mm-hmm. And the place fucking went unglued. Pause there. Cesaro. <laughs> yes. Cesaro, uh, Cesaro's never been close. I don't know. That's not true. This year, they like, they did pretty decent. I mean, wait. <laughs> from the beginning of the year, basically till like right after Mania, mm-hmm. they did stuff with him. They put him in a match. He beat Seth. Yeah, and he was in the match with Roman. You know, again, this is like seven years too late. But, but no, I don't remember that match with with Neville. If this is 2015 Seth Rollins, I'm not watching. <laughs> but, like, how could you? Peak, peak nasality. Dude, he sucks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Seth Rollins is a fantastic pro wrestler. In the ring, probably one of the best in the world, right? Yeah. Nothing that creative has done for him has been beneficial. He's, he's so bad. Keep this in. He's so bad... <laughs> Of a, of a gimmick, of a character, and multiple iterations of this character that I have no interest to ever watch him wrestle. Ever. I don't care. Go to AEW, I don't care. It's the Dolph Ziggler syndrome, right? Where it's like, hey, he's really good, but where the fuck is this going? Nowhere good. It's, it's... You know, I mean, they both are people I would never want to watch, but like, Dolph doesn't say dumb shit. Like, yes, he does. Honest, I've never seen Dolph Ziggler say something on Twitter like, Besides the political stuff, I'm like, wow, you're a fucking idiot. Well, he says shit on on television. That's different. I believe all that's your character. Seth Rollins on Twitter about Will Ospreay, about calling people out. I don't know, man. About defending the company. There you go. Pause. Time out. Dolph Ziggler's fucking posting screenshots of his notes app complaint about Seamus being pushed over him because he's tall. Come on, man. Seamus. Another guy who, I mean, he got the title. Yeah, Sheamus, that's a different issue. That's a multiple-time world champion who doesn't feel like anything. Um, but I have, I have one, 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 one final one. Yes. Asuka! She won the title. Yeah, but... She lost to Charlotte. She lost to Charlotte. And, I mean, Asuka was the biggest deal they had... Oh, yeah, brother, grip it and rip it. <laughs> okay, it's just a Pepsi. Um, Punk. 
John, my Diet Pepsi. John. <laughs> That's why he's the greatest wrestler of all time. Are you sure he's not the greatest wrestler of all time because he called any kinks in the bum? Because that was pretty fucking good. That, that video is up to 1.2 million views. It's a good, it's a good promo. It's a, it's a great promo. Oscar should have been way bigger than she is. If that's, if that's the parameter of this topic, which I think it is, not always necessarily. I think, I think we are kind of we're expanding, coalescing at the end here to yeah. people who miss an opportunity to be bigger than they were. CM Punk. Yeah. Punk, Brian, Oscar, Cesaro, Nakamura, Rude, Miro, Finn, Finn. <laughs> Holy shit. Listen, I don't even love Finn Balor that much, okay? But that guy, despite any yeah. of the booking... People love him for some reason. So fucking over. Why is that? Well, there's a connection with the crowd. He's handsome. He's a handsome guy. Big dong. Okay. <laughs> um, Great big balloony dong. But yeah, there's so many... Even when they win the title... Because the title isn't... That's what means a lot less, Right. It's less the title than it is the uh, the support at the crucial moment. Did you, did you ever watch the punk documentary that the WWE did? Best in the world. Yeah. There's a talking head with Hunter where they talk about the world, this first world title run. And they like preface it with like, you know, they give him the title. And Hunter's like, well, you know, sometimes uh, they think that the title will make demand, but really... You know, like, the man's gotta make the title. It's like, basically... Okay, but you make the man. I mean, of course. <laughs> but that's what it is, is like, Roman, as a champion now, doing some good work, right? Yeah. Because it isn't just him, it's what's around him. How are they booking him? I want to say this earlier. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Luger and, and whatnot. Roman... Versus Brock, Mania in New Orleans, 34. Woof. Where they build it up, and they build it up, and they build it up. Three years? Yeah, three years. And he loses. Not only does he lose, he gets booed out of the building, of course. But it's like this like really embarrassing moment. Because he's bleeding all over. No one's expecting Brock to win. And then he wins. And then he wins. And they recovered. He's doing okay now. But he had to get cancer. <laughs> he had to get cancer. The pandemic that needed to happen. Crowds had to be gone. And then he had to turn heel. And now he's over. But that Mania, I, remember, I don't think we... Did we watch it again? No. Mania 2018? No. I watched with somebody else. Um, you slut. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Roman. I mean, that... If things had ended a little bit differently, Roman would be on this list. Yeah. Because he's had multiple false starts. Like, it just didn't really connect. Bailey? Bailey should be bigger than she is. Yes, she should. Bailey, Asuka, Ember Moon. I'm not really a big fan of Ember Moon. I mean, Asuka specifically, I think of because... She and Nakamura both won the Rumble that year. They both challenged at WrestleMania. They both lost, and they both never recovered. I would. I would, you're right. 
And I would say of the two, Oscar's been way better than Nakamura. Oh yeah, and I think Oscar's also, um, all due respect to King Nakamura, he's uh, no longer the king. Xavier uh, Woods now. Okay, um, but Oscar's had respect. If you're not going to respect the man, at least respect the office. <laughs> I respect monarchy of, of King of the Ring. Um, Oscar's had bangers, like, yeah, in matches, the entire time. Nakamura. Hasn't always, I mean, really, really very rarely delivered. Not since NXT. Uh, Not yeah. once. Besides that first match with fucking <laughs> Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn! Is that a song? Yeah. The, the new one or the old one? The old one. The only good one. He has a new song now, evidently. Oh. You know, uh, it's not baseball here, and then we'll wrap up. Mm-hmm. It's a Monday night. It's around 10.30, 10.45. Mm-hmm. And we opted not to watch WWE Raw. I don't watch Raw at all. I'm just saying. We, we should we should wrap this up right now and watch the main event of Raw. No. Why not? Do you want to? Might be good. It won't right. be good, but it might be funny. I can put it on. Just keep talking. All right. Hey. Tag, tag me out, brother. Bye. Wolfpack is back, cause I'm master's trust. Guess who's here the bad